What's up, guys? Welcome to Enjoy the Sass. My name is Faith, and I'm the host of this podcast, and I am so excited to have you here with me today. It truly means so, so much that you would choose to spend your time listening, so thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. If you're new here, this is a podcast where we like to talk about all the things and throw in a little bit of sass along the way. So I hope you're down for the journey and that you stick around because we have a lot of fun. You can find me on Instagram at enjoy the sass. That's where you can keep up with everything going on on the podcast and in my life. Also, we're on threads now. I don't know if that's still a thing. It was for like two weeks, but you can find me there at enjoy the sass as well. If you hear a little croak in my voice as we record this episode, I screamed and yelled a lot at youth camp this past weekend, so forgive me for that. You'll have to give me some grace if I go in and out on this episode, but just know I had a lot of fun. Anyways, without further ado, we're just going to get into this episode. We've been doing it this way since the beginning of this series, so what's up, Carissa? Welcome back to the podcast. Good to be back. Good to be back. Um, <laughs> as y'all know, we are going through a rewatch, reread, slash re-listen of The Hunger Games in honor of the 15-year anniversary of the first book coming out. Coming in September, right? September yes. is the anniversary. September is the anniversary of the first book that was released. November 7th. Somewhere in there. Somebody fact check us on that. Yeah. Some At some, some point in early November, the... Um, Ballad of the Songbirds. And Snakes. And Snakes, which People. I have not read. But she um, will. But I will. Uh, will be coming out in a few years. I, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I hope that with all of the stuff going on with the strike and everything, that it still comes out. I'm hopeful. Yeah. I'm hopeful. But, so, today we are continuing this series and we are discussing Catching Fire, the second book. Book two. Book two and My movie favorite. two. My favorite as well. Yes. We we agreed on that one fact. <laughs> <laughs> We're completely like we have different separate on a on bunch a of different of things. things, but this particular one we are we are in one accord. Yes. Yes. This is our favorite book. Is this your favorite movie as well? I this is my favorite movie from like a cinematic perspective. Like this was mm-hmm. a really great mm-hmm. movie to see in theaters. Yes. It's yes. really okay. hard to watch at home because you don't get that full. Isn't yes. you have a really there's a trivia fact that you have about how it was filmed. Yes. Yes. So we can talk about that now, just as a little sprinkle in. Um so everything that happens in the arena of this movie was actually shot in IMAX. Right. Which is definitely adds to the cinematic experience and yes. why it looks so beautiful. Freaking. Good. Yeah, it's just incredible. It's just incredible. So let's break down the book first, shall we? Let's do it. You know, sprinkle in. We can kind of parallel your notes. This is a fun fact for the listeners about Carissa and I. I stream of conscious my notes, like, oh my gosh, I love this character. I love that quote. Carissa, on the other hand, has book and movie parallels. So We're different, but we work well. So that's kind of how we're going into this um, with our notes. I have them both up on my screens so that I can follow along with you and you can follow along with me. But let's let's talk about this book. Why is this book your favorite? Yes. Why is this book your favorite? This book is my favorite because we get to see 
Katniss kind of struggle into her identity. Mm-hmm. So the first book introduces us to this whole concept and this whole world and this whole idea that you have this one one kid. She becomes this kind of iconic. It's her. It's it's her becoming this kind of iconic uh, symbol that the rest of the world will see. Yes. But the second book is about her coming to terms with that. And it's about her finding her identity in that. Right. So it's this whole, I don't know. I think this is a great story, especially for YA, um, just because of, you get to see how she struggles with that. So why is it, why is it your favorite? I agree. Um, I just feel like in the first book, Katniss is such an annoying little teenager. And we (laughs) all know how Faith feels about teenagers. So... She's still a teenager in this book. It's only been about six months, I think, is what I read mm-hmm. the the time frame right. um, between the two books. But she has grown up so much because she's experienced more life, right? Right. And so in this book, we get to see her, as you said, kind of evolving as a character and growing into this symbol that she's becoming. Um, and it just... I don't know, you get more of the world, you get more of the characters, and it just starts to build. I mean, we love a world build, right? Like, we love a world build, which we talk about a lot with fantasy books and, you know, all of those things. Um, So getting to experience more of the different pieces of the world in this book, more so than in the first one, because it's very centered around, you know, her life in District 12 and then in the games. But here we get a little bit of both. And then we also get a little bit more development of some of the side characters that we all know that I love. Absolutely. In this book. So that's kind of, it's kind of all of the things, right? Right. That you get. And we get to see book. a little bit more about the different districts and what they actually do. Because yes. we... We have these characters that have been in the Hunger Games before, and right. they're, they've come back, and so they all have interpersonal relationships that Katniss hasn't and, and Peta haven't had an opportunity to form yet. Yeah. And so it's this whole perspective of we've introduced what these specific districts do and who these types of people might be. Right. So now we have we we actually we have that foundational background, but we've never had a chance to actually get to know the people of these districts. Right. So, right. Yeah, it it kind of adds more personality to the districts, too, because, you know, we now have instead of just these like killing machines, I guess, that they make the kids become, we get some of their personality with, you know, Finnick and Johanna and all of that. Um, And we get them as adults, too. We get them as adults. Yeah, they're definitely more grown up. I don't know the age differences. I could have looked that up. But between each of the different characters, like Finnick, who you think is like close to the same age as Katniss, you know, and Johanna, the same thing. Um, but it is it is nice to kind of see them growing up um, as well. Um, what I have a note about the Victor's tour, because that's kind of where we pick up in this book. Um, a little bit where they're traveling to the different districts, right? For some reason, I don't remember this tour being so ominous in the book versus the way that it feels in the movie. You kind of get some of the the tension of it. Um, and that in the movie, that starts like pretty right off the bat of like, you know, this revolution that's happening. Um, right. What what was I going to say? I lost my whole train of thought. 
Anyways, that was my thought on the Victor's tour. Um, and then, you know, that kind of sets the whole trajectory of the way that the movie is going to go, where you're there's that push and pull of tension between, you know, they're victors, but then obviously we know that they're going to go into the games again. And the kind of the, the push and pull of that, you know, where they now have all of this opulence, but then they're going to give it away. But, yeah. Gonna, give it all up. Cause they're going to, they may, they may die. They may never, may never exactly. see this ever again. They may but. never see it. Yeah. I think the thing with the movie too is the book itself is so much better than the first book, but it does go into a lot of more, a lot more detail. Yes. So, and so with the movie, you have to keep that action moving. Yeah. Or you're going to lose the viewers and the audience completely. So that's something that it was probably like a conscientious choice to show was them being coming up into terms with the fact that there is full scale uprisings that are happening. Yeah. Yeah. My understanding from the book was, is that the uprisings didn't necessarily happen until after they were leaving the particular places and whatnot. So, right. Right. So interesting point about starting with the tour. Yeah. The book actually starts with Katniss kissing Gail. That's right. In the woods, right? Yes. Yes. That's how it opens, which is in direct contradiction to her kissing PETA on camera. Ah, yes. Okay. So it's this whole like intro thing or whatnot. I think what's really interesting about this too is the book ends with Gail. Mm. Mm-hmm. So we're we're bookending this 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 particular story with Gail. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I don't know. Interesting. It was just an no, interesting that is, little Yeah, that is interesting. So okay. So we have had this ongoing team PETA team Gale situation. So let's just address it now. Has your opinion changed when you read and watch this movie and book? Are you still team Gale or do you flip flop in this, in this book? I am still team Gale. And here's why in the movie, we don't get a chance to really see her formulate that escape plan for her family. Mm-hmm. That's and so true. We- we don't get an opportunity to see Gail step up for her mm-hmm. and for everyone else. And mm-hmm. like, he was like ready to go. Like, let's yeah. make this happen. Here's how we're going to make this work. Yeah. So on and so forth. So we lose that in the movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm still 100% team Gail. The okay. reason why we maybe fall out of love with Gail is in the third book when okay. like, yeah. we start to see like, he's made a choice now and like, he's not going to, he's not going to, Yeah. He's going to yeah. go fight for, for what he believes in. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, in this book, I am definitely still Team Gale. But I can see in the movie why you might be Team PETA. Yeah, there's a sympathy to being Team PETA in this yeah. in this book, obviously, with the way that it ends. But yeah. I do understand being Team Gale, especially in the beginning when he's, you know, like, we can run. Well, at first, he's like, we can run away. But then he's like, no, we can't. Mm-hmm. And then he gets in trouble. Mm-hmm. And gets, then she defends him. He, yeah. She defends him. But then I don't like how he all of a sudden is like, no, we can't run away. We have to fight. Just when Katniss is like, okay, I'm ready to go. Yeah. And that was the thing in the book that it's like, oh, okay, what? You know, <laughs> why? Yeah. Why? But then yeah. he defends her. Um, and and uh when with the flogging like that scene when he defends her and then she stays by his side and she realizes man i really do love him which is annoying 
that whole thing of like, do I do <laughs> annoying, right? Teenager. Teenagers. But the the idea of the flip-flopping back and forth between like, are you, are you not going to fight? Do you want to, you know, be a part of this? And then finally we get that redemption, mm-hmm. quote unquote redemption, in the third book of him being like, I have chosen my side. Yeah. And I will fight, you know. Right. So I understand being Team Gale. I think so you're still think, Team Peta? I don't know. I Okay. I I feel as though I could be Team Peta because yes, there is that sympathy piece to it. But at the same time, like I we do get a lot more of Gale in this book in the beginning. And then, you know, towards the end we see some some with him as well, like you said. Um when he takes her, you know, to District 12 or whatever and all of that. So I understand being Team Gale in this book. Him defending her, that's nice. And her defending him, that's nice. But I I really just think that I'm Team Peta all the way. But, you know, that's fine. <laughs> that's fair. It's fine. That's it's fair. fair. We to can be, have different And opinions. for this book, for Peta, I think the thing to come through with this is that Peta has been consistent. Yes. And that, I think that, that is my loyalty thing. and his love for Katniss. Yes. He never wavers, yes. never changes, yes. and he has, of all of the characters that you are introduced to, he is the most level-headed Yes, of everyone. Yes. And so yeah. I think that's something that that's to be valued. Yes, right? I, and so. I think, honestly, I, I mean, that could probably be why I appreciate those characteristics in real life as yeah. well. Um, you know, consistency. Uh, so, yeah, I think, I honestly, excited. I just... I'm uh, like yeah. Makeout sessions in the woods. Like I mean that is fun. <laughs> makeout sessions in the cave. You Don't got you? that a little bit, you know. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's fine. Um one thing that stuck out to me when I was going back and revisiting this book was I forgot that Katniss met those girls in the woods. Yes. That is completely not in the movie at all. Right. And we just see her like come back and the fence is charged right yeah um but i completely forgot and that's when we learn about the the potential for district 13 to be real real thing um which just then like starts the kind of the um the snowball of learning about all of these you know the Mm -hmm. uprisings and the the resistance and the allies and all these things so um that was a little snippet that I was like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that. Um, j- kind of like the same way that we don't get the mayor's daughter at all, um, right. you know, in the movies. We don't get this piece. But do you think that it is missing from the movie? Like, do you miss that interaction in the movie? I don't think so. And I think the reason why it wasn't included in the movie is because they knew that people who were going to watch this movie had already read the books. Yeah. So and they then- knew. So they knew that you already know that 13 exists. Right. Because you've already read the entire series. Right. Because you binged it all before the movie Because you binged it all before you even showed up, right? Yes. Um, And and there was enough information with the advent of social media and the internet and Tumblr and all the things that if you didn't read the books, you also still knew that 13, District 13 was real. Right. (laughs) Right. You knew. No matter what, you knew. Yes. Um, So, but yeah. Yeah. What else you got? What other thoughts? I think what's interesting is our conversation with Snow uh-huh. uh, before yes. going on the victory tour. Yes. Snow sees her value as a symbol. He knows what's happening, and he yeah. tries to wield her. Mm-hmm. 
right? And so what you have is in this book, you have Snow trying to wield her as a symbol to prevent an uprising. Right. And then in the next book, you have her as a symbol that someone's trying to wield to like spur the uprising and to Mm -hmm. like bring everybody up. And so you see, you you see where she's struggling with being uh, Mm -hmm. used Mm -hmm. in that regard and having to accept that. Um, In that particular scene, I think Jayla does a really great, you can see in her facial expression when she's talking with him. Yeah. Um, In in the book, it references like his breath really smelled of blood and you can see in her facial expression, like she's Mm -hmm. not, something's not right. Like she doesn't feel good. Something smells off. Like she's making this disgusted face. Mm -hmm. So I think that was really great for her. Yeah. That really stuck out. And then I think when they come back from the victory tour, Mm -hmm. she knows she's failed. Right. 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 She's ready to roll. Like we're it's, this is done. We're yeah. not, I'm not interested. Right. Yeah. At all. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That is a really good point that like she recognizes that she didn't do enough to, to convince him. Right. What about you? Anything else with the victory tour? Or um, the, I, one thing, it doesn't have anything to do with like the uprising or anything, but um, I, the party at, president snow's house i remember reading about um the like the drink the drink that makes you throw up oh yeah okay and being like what on earth and now what does that say about that is a whole different conversation on like (laughs) and that's where she meets plutarch and that is that party is where she meets plutarch and with with the watch with the watch and by the way the watch is an end was a was a drop for the arena Oh, whoa. Okay. Wow. I didn't even think about the watch itself being a symbol because of the clock, but right. obviously we see he does the thing and it flashes mm-hmm. with the Mockingjay Mocking symbol. Jay. And yeah. That's and then you the, go like, to the arena. Yeah. Whoa. That's, <laughs> see, this is how, this is why we're different. And I love that because I would never have thought of that. That's so cool. Um, but I also, I think it's an interesting thing that like she sees that, but it doesn't quite click for her what the implication of him doing right. that are. Because mm-hmm. it, it kind of makes it seem like, is this a trick? Is he with me? Is he not? What's right. going she's on? She's questioning everything. She's, she's questioning she's, everything. Yeah. And she hasn't fully accepted, well, she doesn't, this whole entire book and movie, except her role in this situation she just still feels as though she's a victim of circumstance, right? So yeah, that is crazy. Wow. <laughs> I'm still blown away I by also, that. I love that so much. R.I.P. Um, mm-hmm. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, my God. Does such an amazing job with oh, this role. Oh, he's incredible. So good. And I'm so sad. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, I, I think you said mm-hmm. that he was your favorite character. Yes. Your favorite side Blue character. Tar- Plutark is my favorite side character, and it's simply because from his his role is never one to pick sides. His mm-hmm. role is completely separate from everything else. Like yes. you can tell, even in the even in the books, you can tell he's not in this because he is against necessarily the capital. Yeah, he's in this because he wants a seat at the table. Yes, he wants a seat at the table. Yes, and so and he has no shame about that. Yeah. Um, and you kind of have to have that, that gray moral. I think that, that's part of it too. Is like, I just like morally gray characters. Cause I like seeing them like challenge me and what, yeah. what my assumptions are. And then mm-hmm. like their redemption as a character. So 
Yeah. Yeah. Probably went through dark side. Yeah. No, he is your secondary favorite still. What was your secondary favorite? Finnick? I think probably, well, yeah, Finnick, but also did I say Cinna? Cinna. Cinna's team. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely are still um, some of my favorites, but I really do in this revisit. I think I, appreciate Plutarch as a character more. And I think one of my notes is about how he's so powerful as a character, like the way that he's able to manipulate president snow Mm -hmm. with the little thing. He's like, put her in a corner, make her sweat. You know, like he's doing all of these things. He is playing a game with president snow that president four dimensional chess. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Literally. He's like, Flipping the board around and right. all, literally he is a game maker, you know, and he's playing the game of the Hunger Games, but he's also playing this like political manipulator game with yes. President Snow that is beyond crazy. And I did yes. not, I don't think you get as much of that in the book because we get to see those flashes to Plutarch talking to president snow in the in the movie that right. we don't get in the book because the so book's you, first person from katniss's perspective. exactly so yeah. we get to see more which is why these books are perfect for movies right it just adds such a dimension to them that we uh-huh. don't get with a piece of paper with words on it right so i think the more that i have revisited mm-hmm. these plutarch has definitely become um, one of my one of my favorite characters for sure, okay. for sure. So moving into quarter quell quarter yeah. quell quarter quell mm-hmm. that announcement. When, do you remember when you first read the books? What and then like reading that? What yeah. that meant? Do you remember that feeling at all? Oh, I remember being shocked. Like <gasps> they have to go back in. They're gonna have to go back in. Yeah, she has to go back in. And exactly. I I think um I said like. I distinctly remember being shocked about it, but when PETA volunteers for Haymitch, I don't know that I was surprised. I don't think that that comes as a surprise. Like, obviously it it has to happen, right? But, um, yeah, yeah. I don't think, I don't think that there was any surprise to that. It was more like, oh my goodness, Katniss has to go back into the games. The one thing she feared the most is right. these games. And now she has to go back. Well, not maybe the most, but one of the things that she fears is, is doing this again. Right. You know, and now it's starting to kick in for her. Like, what does this mean mm-hmm. for me? You know, um, to have to do this again. And then now to do it again with PETA, you know, the baby, blah, 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 all the things that come along with that. What about you? So I, the quarter quell announcement, when I first read it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is shocking. This is incredible. Like, what are we mm-hmm. doing? What's happening? Mm-hmm. I was not surprised um, that Peto volunteered because there was a whole conversation with Haymitch, right? Yeah. And so the first time that I'm reading through it, I I, I vaguely remember like, oh, okay. oh now I'm going to keep reading. Like, I'm going to keep yeah. going. This is going to yeah. be amazing. Like, this is a really Part good story. Part two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the second time that I've read through it, I have, there's some little pieces that you pick up on. Uh-huh. That you don't recognize the first go around. For example, okay. uh, Katniss's mom uh-huh. talks about having known uh, Maisie Donner during okay. the fiftieth. Okay, 
um, because they did twice the number of tributes, right? And so this is that's the quarter, right, right? And yes. so it's this it's this old number one. It's this old envelope. Mm-hmm. So this old envelope has been predetermined that this is what this quarter call is going to do. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, now keep in mind, I haven't read Ballad of Songbirds and whatever's snakes. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, songbirds and snakes. Yes, yes. Um, so I don't know how old President Snow is, but it it makes it. Makes you re- reminds you that Snow is not the one who determined that this was going to happen right. on the 75th. Right. Um, but what's interesting about Maisie Donner is that she left her canary to mm. Candace's mom. Yeah. And this is interesting because there's a turn of phrase called um, the canary in the coal mine. Uh-huh. So the important thing about the canary in the coal mine, the story of that goes, is that in coal mines, they would take canaries down with them as they were mining because there would be releases with, of gases. And the mm-hmm. canaries would stop singing or start singing? I think they would start singing uh-huh. and they would smell this gas. And so it was kind of an alert system for uh, the people that were in the mines to, hey, we need to get out of here before we die. Yeah. What's interesting about this, that she mentions this canary, is because this is District 12 yes. and they're miners. Yes. And so this was her canary. And then you juxtapose that against what the um, Mockingjays do. Uh-huh. Just go silent when the hovercrafts appear. Uh-huh. So it's this whole imagery and, like, just being aware of what this all does. So Yeah. Really, really cool scene there that I think we missed in the movie. Like, there, yeah. we could have done a whole slew of things of just, like, one little word or one little something or other that we just right. – could have been really, really, really cool to just drop that in there a little bit. Yeah. The connection. Yeah. Yeah. That's, see, again, reasons why we are different. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) In the best ways, because I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just, and maybe it comes from the audio versus reading it because That's you're true. seeing details versus hearing them. And so you pick up on different things yeah. um, when you're, when you're reading them, but yeah. I love it. I love that. I think that's super cool. Um, what else about the quarter quell situation? You want to go to the um, opening? Yeah. What's your thoughts on the opening ceremony? Okay. First of all, um, I love, when all of the tributes meet, I love it in the book and I love it in the movie. Um, I love that when they all meet in the Capitol, it shows the disadvantage that Katniss and Peta are at because they're the newest tributes victors. Ooh. Um, And they haven't had a chance to form those relationships. Exactly. They know none of the other tributes except for by name and seeing their hunger games. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I love that you get to kind of feel that dynamic a little bit in the book um, and in the movie too, because like you get, you know, you get to see them. And I also love how much Katniss just hates Finnick and Joanna so much (laughs) um, at the beginning. I love how Joanna is so comfortable in her own skin. Oh my gosh. She's the most comfortable in her own skin. Yes, And she is so sassy. She is so sassy. I read that a lot of different actresses wanted that role um, Mm -hmm. really badly. Like, Kristen Annie Bell, our precious um, Anna <laughs> from Frozen, wanted to be Joanna Mason. Can no. you even imagine? Absolutely no. not. <laughs> no way, right? So I just, I love 
I love, she becomes throughout this book and movie, she <laughs> becomes such a great character that we get to interact yeah. with throughout. And Finnick as well. And, you know, his story, as of we all know, I love Finnick a lot. He's like <laughs> one of my favorites. I love him in the book. I love him in the movie. Sugar cubes and the horses. The sugar and- cubes and the secrets and the horses. It's just, it's just so good. It's just so good. I love all of the the tributes in this, um, in this quarter quell, in this games. And just getting to watch their dynamic through the training and all of the things is just a delight. Just a delight for me in both the book and the movie. What about you? I have any opinions? I don't really have any opinions. I'm curious what your take on the costuming was, given that your favorite like characters was Cinna and his team. So Yes. Uh, talk about so, that for a minute. It obviously it's hard to visualize in the book what the costumes look like, but you know that they're fantastic, right? But I think one of the best things about this movie is you can tell they got more comfortable with, well, they probably had a bigger budget, so they had more money to do cool things. And that can also pair really well with, which we haven't even talked about Effie at all, but, um, which is crazy because I love her as well. But the outfits in the opening ceremony are just so fantastic. Like, they're so good. Their flames were okay in the first movie, but they are so good in this movie. I remember the last time, this most recent time that I watched it, I just was like, you know, just blown yeah. away by just how beautiful they look. And then... um Katniss's costume at the interview where she wears the wedding dress and then it turns into the Mockingjay with the with the wings and it's just it's just amazing. I love the costuming in this movie. It's so good. It's so good. And even down to their costumes in the arena are a lot more practical obviously for the, you know, wet climate that they're going to be in in the um in the arena. So I just think it's fantastic. I love the costumes. They're one of my, it's one of my favorites. Like if, if you could make a costume, I'm sure there's a way, I'm sure there's a way. If Zendaya can be like light up Cinderella at the Met Gala or wherever that was, you can make a costume that turns from a wedding dress into a black swan costume. You for sure can do it, right? You can do that. I want that. Um, <laughs> I want that. Like, that would be amazing. Um, but yeah, I just, I didn't realize how much I love the costumes and, uh, t- until I rewatched and revisited this because they're just incredible. So that's enough of me fangirling over Cinna because <laughs> we love Cinna. Well, I love Cinna. And also the way that Katniss sees Cinna get attacked by it's heartbreaking it's just so awful and i don't think that that is in the book is that in the book yeah it is okay well in in the movie he doesn't die he gets drug away yes but in the book he dies yes which both are terrible but her having to see it like just the beginning of it right before she's about to get sucked up into the arena Mm -hmm. heartbreaking Gosh, so so there's a point. So let's move into the arena. Yes. The thing that I was 
most interested in, um, or that was really interesting from a book perspective, was that in the arena, she is so distrusting. It's yes. so heavy. Yes. And then we have this concept, as we're moving through the arena, we have this concept of this tree that's kind of anchoring everything. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And the imagery behind what a tree means, right? It yeah. can withstand a lot. It's deeply rooted. But we're seeing that, you know, like completely juxtaposed against Katniss because she's she's not rooted with anyone. Yeah. If anything, she's rooted in distrust. And so mm. like this whole idea of you have to have these far-reaching relationships that, you know, are deep yeah. in order to actually make it yeah. through this. And she's not willing to form those because right. she's so distrusting. Right. So in the book, that's really, really, really like evident. Yes. Um, in the movie, the arena is so beautifully shot and it's oh, so gorgeous. Stunning. But because you don't get that first person perspective from Katniss, you don't get to see how she struggles through. Yeah. Do I trust them? Do I not trust them? Right. What's happening? I'm so confused. Like there yeah. is nothing like there's no way that um, Finnick is actually trying to help. He's going to kill right. eventually. Right? right. So it's this whole. She's just absolutely convinced that no one's there to help anyone else. Yeah. And so going to do that complete lack of distress. Yeah. So. No, that's so good. I, you definitely get a lot less of that, um, that kind of internal battle that she has. You really only see it in that when Finnick is trying to revive PETA, when she pulls her arrow and then he's like, look at my bracelet, we're together, you know, um, you get it more in the symbolism and then it's just so quick, right? It's just such a quick switch. But even then, yeah. You see her bounce back and forth between like, is this real? And then when Joanna comes into play, it's like, what's going on? You know, right. this girl is yeah. crazy. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I wanted to be with Wyrus and Beatty. And instead, yeah. here we are, you know. Yeah. So and that is that is a really good point of um, how the book and the movie kind of handle those emotions differently mm-hmm. um that's super good what else about the arena or that whole? um it feels like does does this feel like in the book and in the movie it just goes so quickly it does we don't spend hardly any time in the arena very little time like as soon as they figure out that it's a clock it's like okay it's over you yeah. know um except for those really be- brutal parts with the monkeys and the fog Mm. And then the, the screeching mocking jays with the screaming. The mocking jays, uh, yes. Um, those parts you definitely get a little bit more breath to them, but in in an overall sense, it just like zips by, right? Which is the way that it feels in the book too. Even though it's probably what like five, six chapters. I don't yeah. even know. You know, it's a good chunk of time that you're spending in the quarter quell, but it just feels like it just like zips so right. quickly from start to end to the very end of the book and the yeah. movie because <laughs> yeah. they, they end the same, you know, they end, yeah. they end the yeah, same way. Close, yeah. Um, so, so they end with the rescue. Um, yes. What are your thoughts on the rescue of Katniss and how that all played out? I remember when I read it being like, fe- almost feeling so disoriented um, reading it because it's like, okay, well, She's, you know, she is here. Is she dead? Is she not dead? Is she not dead? PETA, where'd he go? Joanna, 
Finnick, you know, like, where is everybody? Wyrus, like, why did, where'd she go? Where's Beatty? Like, he was the one planning this whole, you know, strike the lightning and the force field and all that. Where did it all, what all happened? And then I felt the same way watching the movie because you're seeing so much. There's so much noise. It's such a good job. It's choppy. It's noisy. It's fuzzy. It's bright. It's dark. Yes, yeah. you get that um, that switch from objective to subjective sound where you're hearing. Yeah, like, and the, the discontinuity the, and mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Yes, and it just, it works so well as a as a visual scene, but also I think it's a really cool scene to read too because you get the same feelings the characters are feeling because Katniss is so confused. She has no idea what's going on. She has been completely blanked out from this plan the entire time you know and when you finally zoom out and she's in the hovercraft thing and you're like oh whoa and then you see plutarch and you see Hamish, and you're like this has been a plan the whole time you know these things have been of course we're seeing some of that in the movie Mm -hmm beforehand through the snippets but you don't get any of that in the book no you know you get none of that perspective because it's all in Katniss's perspective it's all in Katniss's perspective so you get that shock factor immediately when she does and so I think I just think it's so well done honestly of all of the pieces of this book that lasts like probably what one or two chapters chapters yeah maybe 50 pages Mm-hmm. is just so good and what do you think about the specific ending between the book and the movie um okay you may have to help me remember how the book okay. ends and the movie okay ends. so here's here's where i'm at with this at the end of the book she's um there's a quote and i can read it here it's the pin the bird the pin the song the berries the watch the cracker the dress that burst into flames i am the mocking jay the one that survived despite the capital's plans, the symbol of the rebellion. Hmm. So in the book, in that moment, she finds her identity. And so mm. that sets her up for the next book to kind of grapple with what do you do with that now? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do I and accept that? Do I accept it? Do I reject it? How do I want to play this out? Who's on whose terms am I playing this out? Yes. And then in the movie, I don't think they did a great job at all with that moment. Right. Mm-hmm. There's she's just like in this traumatized, like, oh, my gosh, the world is ending. Yeah. Like, ah, I don't know what's space. going on. But they do continue that distress that she will feel. Right. Yeah. And there's a, there's a quote that she says, I can't tell a friend from an enemy. Mm. And so that again, she's a little Distrust. discombobulated. She's distrusting. Um, but I feel like there's not a from, a from the movie perspective, there's not a good way to understand that we are grappling with. Mm hmm. Two mm-hmm. sides of the same coin here. Like, yeah. we are, do we trust people with what we think is right or do we not? Yeah. And so I think that's what's really important about the end of the third book once we get to it is that she's found her identity in being the Mockingjay, the symbol of the rebellion. Mm-hmm. And so she has to actually come in now and make that happen. Yeah. And so to her, what does that mean? Mm, yeah. Not to who everybody else, but to her, what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really good. And then the book the book ends the same way or the movie ends 
the same what's the parallel between the two like how do they they, they end up they end differently from the from a thought perspective but they do end the same way as they far as the like how way. they like the 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 rhythm and the scenes that you're seeing okay same. yes okay but the it's been a minute since i revisit right these, if we're being yeah, honest same i just i don't these are the notes that i have so <laughs> <laughs> here we are right but the the phrasing and and how and what you glean from the book versus what you glean from the movie if you yes. aren't aware of the book yes um, those pieces don't necessarily um, like jive well. So yeah, yeah, and then I love how again I love how we end the book with Gail. Like the yes. whole entire book is bookmarked. Yeah, or bookended. Yeah, um, with Gail. Yeah, so. so good, so good. Um, so before we hop into like some other random things, and um, I love trivia, so I have a few okay. trivia points. <laughs> Yay, um, I, love trivia. <laughs> I love trivia. Um, so what would you rate the book and the movie after your revisit? Is it still your favorite? After the revisit, it's still my favorite. The book is definitely a 4.5 just because of the amount, sheer amount of character development that happens. Yes. The movie after the revisit, um, keep in mind, this was, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. 10. But again, knowing what, rereading the book and then watching the movie. Like it's yeah, it's still my favorite movie of the series. Yes, but it's not as much my favorite as it used to be. Okay, okay. Like it was like a whole star and a half, almost two stars, better than the first one and the third and fourth ones. Okay, but now it's more like out of ten. Out of ten, it'd be like a eight as opposed okay. to a nine, right? Or a okay. seven and a half and an eight. As yeah, to nine. Okay, yeah. I. What, about you? I, what are your thoughts? No, I agree with you. I would say um, this, they're both still definitely my favorite. Not going to lie. I am dreading Mockingjay. Um, I So dense. It's so dense. I also only watched half of the first part of the movie, so I need to go do that. But anyways, um, as far as this Catching Fire, the beloved, um, I would also give it 4.5 um, now with the re-listen. Um, and then I think... I was sitting around like an 8.2 for the movie. Um, so a solid score mm-hmm. um, and a solid book score as well. Um, obviously, 4.5 is pretty good. Um, yeah, there. it's still my favorite. I, I, yeah, it's still my favorite. And we'll leave that there. Yeah, nice. Trivia, let's go. Trivia. Okay, one I'm thing excited. What do you before got? the official trivia, one thing. In the um I think it's in the elevator. No, it's when they're doing their interviews with Caesar. Um, Joanna says a curse word and it's bleeped out That's in the right. in the in the movie. Um and I love that it's bleeped out because it's like a live it's on TV a show. show. Yes. But it also keeps the movie's rating at PG-13 because there is there are other swear words, yep. but there's no F that words. word. Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the F word is the one she's yeah. using. Yeah. So, I just loved that little um snippet. I don't think I noticed that like you know, in the multiple times yeah. I've watched this before this revisit, so that was pretty fun um to to experience on the revisit um the two pieces of trivia that i pulled and we can find more if we would like but this one was pretty fun um is the first letters of effie trinket katniss everdeen 
Hamish, Hamish Abernathy and Peter Malark's last names spell team, <gasps> T-E-A-M. The making, bracelets and the gold because yes, we're a team. Yes, oh, my gosh. That's making, so great. So it says making Effie's line show them we're a team even more, like, poignant and powerful. Um, I have goosebumps just thinking oh, about that. Also, that. just... Effie's evolution in this book, we didn't talk about it too much, and movie, she upgrades in this, yeah, big time. In this one. Mm-hmm. She's like, I have victors, I have to show up, and I love her. I adore her <laughs> in this book and in this movie, and Hamish as well. He steps up fabulously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other piece of trivia that I have is about the movie itself. This movie, Catching Fire, was the highest grossing film of 2013 in North America. It oh, was wow. the first film to top the annual box office with a top-billed female lead since the 1973 film The Exorcist. Oh, my and, gosh. I know. And the first with a f- woman as the sole protagonist and primary marketing focus since 1965 with The Sound of Music. Oh, my god. Yeah. So this movie made Way to go strides. feminism. Yes. Wow. Way to go feminism. So, um, and then we already talked about how uh, a lot of actresses wanted to be Joanna Mason, um, but mm-hmm. obviously um, Jenna Malone crushed yeah, I could not in this role. imagine anyone else. No, me neither. Um, so anyways, those are my little trivia pieces. Do we have any final thoughts? When Katniss is rescued. Yes. She makes, there's a thought in the book that she has mm-hmm. about Plutarch and how Plutarch has like created these games and whatnot. And she calls them beautiful games and a clever clock. Mm. And I think the whole premise behind that is, is that even she has an appreciation for yeah. what's going on, the intricacies and what's actually happening with all of this. And yeah. so, and what, and what was created, um, where this is going. So it's kind of this, Throwback to with the watch and yeah. the thing, but then it's also um, looking forward, right? Mm-hmm. So being clever, understanding where the beauty is and all of that, mm-hmm. having those small moments. So yeah. I don't know. I thought that was an interesting little little quote that got thrown in there. Yeah, that's really good. I love that. Oh, yeah. She's very wise as things go, <laughs> you know. Wise too as things go, yeah. Yes. Um, how do you feel about Prim's role in this? We didn't talk about her, but mm. I, Oh, and then I have one other piece of trivia too. Okay. Prim's role in this. We really don't see her much. We don't. We really don't see at her beginning. at the beginning and at the Oh, we hear her voice mm-hmm. or her, her screams. Yeah. So yeah, I we get a lot more of her next, book. next in the next book, and I think yeah. that's that's fair. So she, in the next book, she has some real character development happening. Yes, so I, I think, think I think that is fair as well. I do think um, I the one note that I have is about when she kind of takes the lead on taking care of Gail. Um, oh, that's right, you know, and it kind of mm-hmm. shows her mom as a weaker link in. Katniss's perspective um, because again we get a lot of this in Katniss's perspective so her seeing her sister step up 
is kind of just furthering that point, which we talked about in book one of her mom, you know, kind of just being this, uh, I don't even know. Traumatized. Traumatized, um, you know, kind of like still character. Um, and we do get more of her mom in the next book mm-hmm. too. Um, but I just thought that was interesting. Um, that kind of just that little sprinkle of what's to come for Prim, um, as we as we go on, so Perfect. my other little piece of trivia, you know the cat Buttercup. Yeah. Do you remember what color he is in the first movie? Isn't he orange? He's black and white, actually. In the first movie, they changed the cat. They changed the cat. I have no recollection of them changing yes. the cat. I remember the last time I watched the f- first movie, being like, "Why is he black and white?" His name is Buttercup, so he should be orange. So they recast him to better fit the description of the cat in the books um, as an orange kind of scraggly, scraggly guy. So mm. that's why there's an orange cat instead of the black and white cat from, um, from sure. the first one. So, so that's my last little piece of trivia for now. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. All right. Well, that concludes book, book two. two. Catching Fire. Of our books. series. Of our series. Now we have one more book and another two movies. It's fine. It's fine. It's we'll going to be a lot, it. but it's going to be great. It's, it's going to be, be a lot, <laughs> but we will get through it. And you'll have to stay tuned for next month for that episode. Um, and then stay tuned for some other exciting things that we have coming down the pipeline um, as we move forward with the summer. Um, I'm very excited for the conclusion of this saga, um, as well as a a brief discussion about the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes before the movie comes out, um, because I have read the book twice, so it is fast approaching the top spot for me, Um, but Carissa has yet to read it, so that will be a lot of fun for us as we go forward. Yes, yes, it's on her TBR, as are lots of things. Um, So, in the meantime, go check out the rest of the episodes of this series that we've done so far, our intro and our Hunger Games conversation. You can also check out the episode that I did with Carissa towards the beginning of the season on being a woman in life. It's really great. Um, A super awesome conversation and really cool to kind of parallel to us talking about Katniss in this series. So... If you made it this far, I promised you a potential discount code for some merch. So fun15 is the code for that. So go check out enjoythesass.com slash merch to get all of your Enjoy the Sass merch. And we can be twins. Thanks again, Carissa. This has been a delight as always. I love you. I love talking to you. I love talking to you about all these books and all the amazing wonderful things that you have going on. And I love hearing your perspective. So this is always so much fun. So fun. So fun. All right, you guys. That's it for this time. Love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye.